Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 183 of the Wanna Be Clutter-Free podcast. On today's episode, I am chatting with Allison Lombatis about how to declutter your closet and get more from your wardrobe while shopping less. She and I connected on our love of capsule wardrobes, our feelings about shopping, and how to actually have more with less. I think you're going to love her take on clothing and how to put an outfit together. But before we get to our conversation, I want to say thank you for joining me today. I am super grateful that you are here, and I do not take that lightly, so I will do my best to bring you helpful information that you can take and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy what you hear, can you please do me a favor and share this episode with someone that you think would enjoy it? You can share it via text or email if you are listening on your phone, or you can even share it on social media. I would truly appreciate it because it helps me get the word out about how letting go of your clutter can help you create the life you actually want to be living. I think the world needs more women who believe in themselves, and I think it would make it a much better place, don't you? And speaking of amazing women, I want you to learn more about our guest this week. Allison Lombatis is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, and empowerment influencer. She's attracted an audience of millions to her Get Your Pretty On website and has served over 100,000 women through her personal styling program, Outfit Formulas, the number one online capsule wardrobe program in the world. Allison is a thought leader in the personal style and confidence arenas and has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Red Book, Life and Style Magazine, and on Good Morning Texas. I am so happy she decided to come on this show today. 
So give this episode a listen, and when you're done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 183 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Allison's website, the quiz she talks about, and some really amazing things she's got going on. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 183. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hi, Allison. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free. How you doing today? I am doing great. I'm super excited to be here. Me too, me too. We're going to talk about wardrobes and clothes and shopping our closets and all sorts of fun things. And this is always a hot topic with my audience, so I'm excited to get into it. But can you tell us a little bit more about yourself first before we dive into all that goodness? Yep, absolutely. So I'm a mom of three, but my kids are a lot older now. But I started my style journey, honestly, back in 2012. I never felt stylish my whole life, <laughs> which is funny considering what I do now. But that's kind of when my journey started. I fell into a yoga pants rut and style suddenly became important to me. And I realized that style is a skill that anybody can learn, which is good news if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I am so not stylish. Like, it's just like math. We can all learn it. Some people are born with a knack. Some people aren't. I wasn't. But once I learned that style is a skill and learned how to start dressing myself and broke it down into this formula that literally anybody can do, it made my life so much easier. It cut down on decision fatigue in the mornings when I would walk into my closet and feel like I had a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. And it was just such a game changer in every way. And I started blogging about it that my blog was called Get Your Pretty On and sharing everything that I was learning about my style journey, about reinventing my wardrobe, about the basic pieces that I was going to over and over again. And that's how this whole thing started. I was a telecom engineer in corporate America, ended up leaving that because the blog was just growing so rapidly at that point in time. And I realized that there were so many women out there needing just this really practical advice on how to break down an outfit and just make it work for them. I love that you said that you started and this wasn't your forte. This isn't something you were trained in. It was just something you learned. I feel very similar in that kind of from the decluttering and organizing perspective of it was just because things weren't going how I wanted them to that then I was able to make the shift. And it sounds very similar for you with creating these outfit formulas and and making it easy and breaking it down for those of us that also do not have the knack of fashion and wanting to put outfits together. And my sister got that gene. I did not get that gene at all. <laughs> it usually so... happens like that in most families. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine, right? We're all well-rounded and we get little different aspects and it's, it's good. Right. We can balance each other out. But why did you start focusing on wardrobes? What made you want to make that change? Yeah. I felt like getting dressed was one of those easy, tangible steps that I could take or anybody could take. I have been, I've suffered with high functioning depression at certain points in my life. And I feel like that was one of those points. I had started working from home in 2012. And although it was great, I was able to get up in the morning, be there with my kids, pick them up from school, all the things I always dreamed of being able to do. I also started to kind of fall into this decline where I wasn't getting dressed every day. I was just throwing on my faded black yoga pants, my big sweatshirt, pulling my hair back in the ponytail, never putting on makeup. And it was the snowball effect of where I started noticing like, ah, not feeling as motivated today. Piles of laundry are piling up. Dishes are piling up. Like all these things started happening in my environment around me. And I started seeing my red flags for, okay, well, I need to change something. What is it? And I knew that getting dressed was one of those things that I stopped doing and that made me feel really good. So the next morning I woke up and said, 
I'm going to get dressed today in real clothes. And I was amazed at how much different I felt. I got up that morning, I showered, I fixed my hair, I put on makeup and I got dressed in a casual outfit, but one that felt put together and appropriate for working from home. And that was really kind of that catalyst for me to say, I want to do this every day. It feels so good. And when I picked my daughter up from school that day and she got in the car and looked at me, she said, mommy, what happened to you? And I said, what? And she said, you look pretty today. And that was also another reason I felt like I was serving as a role model for my kids and self-care had just gone out the window completely since I had started working from home. So it was really that refocus and the power of getting dressed, which research supports it too, that we feel differently depending upon what we're wearing. And I found that out for myself firsthand. So good. And yeah, the moment where you say you were doing it also, not just for you, but of course, like starting with yourself, but then also that your daughter noticed even on day one mm-hmm. that she noticed. And then yes, yeah, seeing it as a role model. And I think sometimes for me, that makes it a little bit easier because sometimes I struggle with feeling selfish, but when I can put it in that light of, but I'm actually doing this because I, because of the woman I want my daughter to be, it makes it a lot easier for me then to also take on those different changes and things that I'm like, no, but I'm doing this, yes, for myself, but if that's not enough of a motivator, I'm doing it so that other women can see young women, obviously if they're our daughters, can see what it will be like and how we want them to really treat themselves too. So, oh, Mm -hmm. so good. So good. So powerful. Yeah. Mm, That's really great. So, okay. Let's talk about one of the things I've seen you talk about a lot is being able to build a functional wardrobe without constantly shopping. Now we're recording this Mm -hmm. after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And so I know people have gone out and they've done some shopping and that is okay. That is fine. But now that they have these clothes, we'll talk about that a little bit later, how they can work them in. But let's start there. What if we don't like to shop? Because honestly, I don't like shopping. I have an issue with that. So I know I'm a little, I'm a little different. I might be an outlier, but how do you build a functional wardrobe without constantly shopping? You know what? I don't like shopping either. (laughs) That's my dirty little secret. Yes. I I found shopping so frustrating because I would go out and just like buy individual pieces or shop the clearance racks or see those impulse buys on, on social media and buy the item and bring it home and realize that I would wear it maybe once or twice. And then I wasn't wearing it again because I didn't feel like Mm -hmm. it either went with anything else in my closet or I could mix and match it in multiple different ways. And that really caused me to be more intentional about my shopping. And I realized that the first thing I had to do was like stop purchases and take an inventory of what I already had in my closet. I love to tell the story because one time I had 15 black and white striped shirts that were almost identical. I brought another one home from Target one day and went in my closet. I'm like, what are you doing, Allison? You did not need this shirt. So once I took that inventory and realized We've got black and white striped shirts covered. <laughs> we can now move on to other gaps in the wardrobe. And I cleaned everything out. I got rid of probably 80% of my wardrobe at that point in time because, and I realized I read the statistic later, even after I had cleaned out my closet, that we only wear 20% of what's in our closets about 80% of the time. So that totally made sense. But then I felt like I had no clothes because I had that 20% left in there. But in reality, that's all I was wearing. But what that allowed me to do was I was able to make a list on my phone of pieces that I actually needed to fill in the gaps in my wardrobe. I love to compare 
style wardrobes and building out your closet to really stocking your pantry and grocery shopping. You're going to have your basics, your staples that are in there that are going to stay in there that are kind of like that initial investment that you're going to use over and over again. And over time, you'll have to replace them, but those are your staples. And then you're going to have things in your refrigerator that are more like your fresh items that you've got to refresh on a more regular basis, which are really kind of like your seasonal trends. But you have to check and see what you have before you go out to the store. Otherwise, we've all done this with grocery shopping, right? We just buy all that impulse stuff. And the same things happen with clothing. If you don't know what you have, you don't know what you need. And you've got to take that inventory beforehand. Just stop shopping temporarily, assess what you need, and then shop with a purpose. Oh my gosh. It's so funny that you related it to the pantry afterwards because that's exactly what popped into my head at the beginning of that story when you were talking about going through and kind of taking in inventory. And it's funny because that's actually how I grocery shop. And so why don't I clothes shop like that sometimes? That makes a lot of sense. And so it's just interesting that you brought it back to that at the end because it was the first thing that popped into my head. So awesome. I love that. And for a lot of us, I think Right. We do that on a regular basis. So it is a little bit easier. Maybe we're a little bit more seasoned in that because you're grocery shopping every week. That's maybe a process you are used to. So I love that you related it to that and how, yes, like the things you wear all the time are those staples that you invest in. That's really brilliant. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. It's really like meal planning for your closet. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Love it. Okay. Meal planning for your closet. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, and then we've got our different recipes we follow. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So that'll be awesome. Yes, we do. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, Allison will tell us about how to overcome guilt when decluttering our closets. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So you call it goodwill remorse. What does that mean? 
Talk us through that concept because I've seen you talk about that as well. Yeah, so we all know this story, right? We go into our closets, we clean them out, we make our pile to donate. And you're looking through these items and think, well, the tags might still be on some of these. Right? And all the stuff is going to Goodwill because number one, it may not have been a heck yes when you bought it. So this is my first rule when shopping. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. If you put something on in the store and it does not light you up immediately and you aren't in love with it, chances are you're not gonna wear it. You may wear it one time, or it might still be hanging in your closet with the tags on it six months from now, but you've got to fall in love with an item before you bring it home. And I think so many of us go through this where we're just impulse purchasing pieces that we feel like are filling gaps in our wardrobe or that catch our eye for some reason, but they're not really lending to a functional wardrobe as a whole. I, I think I see women time and time again thinking like this $30 top from Amazon or whatever is going to be the solution to all my wardrobe worries, but it's really not that simple. It's about getting those basics in place, making sure you have those staples. You've got that core of your wardrobe built, and then you can add in the pieces over time just to keep things fresh and fun, but make sure they are heck yes items when you do that. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I definitely hear that kind of that guilt all the time. That is one of the big things where people, there is that moment of yeah, being really scared. You're going through your stuff. You see all this stuff. First, you feel guilty about buying it all. And then as you start to put it in the donate pile, you start to then panic a little bit and get really scared. That Like, but what if I need this? So talk us through, do you have any tips for getting over the, but what if I need this? Because I think that happens a lot in the closets. People change sizes. They think I'm, what if I gain a little weight or I lose, I mean, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. So what if I lose this weight? any of this like just in case clutter and ways to get over that? Definitely. So whenever you're going through the things in your closet, I like to make three piles. I call them cash, stash, and trash. And it's cute because it rhymes. But the cash pile is going to be anything that you can sell or donate. The stash pile is the one we're focusing on right now because this is the pile where you're not quite sure you want to part with it yet. So go ahead and box those things up and put them out of sight, out of mind, because the key here is just to have the things in your closet that you're actually wearing. I even recommend going as far as putting off-season clothes out of sight, out of mind, because that's also going to cut down on decision fatigue. But if you box up your stash boxes, you can put them somewhere in storage for six months. If you don't go back to them within six months to a year, it's safe to say that you can just donate it as is. Don't open that box. <laughs> Keep it taped up and take it somewhere to donate it because if you're not thinking about those items and you don't need them within that time frame, then it's okay to go ahead and let them go. And I totally understand this. I have a stash bagger box every single season that comes out of my closet that I'm just not quite sure about. And I'm like, well, maybe this is going to come back in style or maybe I'll fall in love with this again or maybe I won't have to go out and buy something to refill this gap in my wardrobe. So it's okay to hold on to things. Just make sure you're not holding on to them forever. Hmm. I love that you also are still doing this every season and that you have your own little stash. I mean, obviously it makes sense as things go, we wear them out and things like that and styles change to declutter them. But I love that you have this stash moment of just like, okay, let's make sure we really do want to let this go. And yeah, I feel like that would alleviate a lot of that uncertainty that people feel when they're going through this process, especially if they're doing it for the first time. So, huh, so good. And let me tell you a little secret. Yeah. In my 10 years of doing this, I've never once reopened a stash box. So 
There you <laughs> That's go. Very fun, if you right? are listening to this, let's see. See, give the stash box a try and see if you open it. Ooh, I love that you've right. never opened it. I don't think I have that. I don't think I have that record. I think I've pulled something out before in a maybe, I call it a maybe box, but I think I've pulled something out before. Yeah. Okay. I don't quite have that record. You beat me. <laughs> I, maybe I was a little more ruthless in the beginning. <laughs> Who knows? Yes. But I think it's good to know that's interesting, right? Because I do think oftentimes we think we will go back. We will get the things out. We will use them and we don't end up doing it. So very interesting. So let's talk about, you keep talking about these staples and a functional wardrobe. What does that mean? Is that based on style? Is that based on your lifestyle, age, what you're doing? How do you help people figure out what that functional wardrobe means for them? Right. So primarily it is based on lifestyle. Your wardrobe is going to look way different if you're chasing around toddlers all day long than it is for somebody who's maybe an empty nest or a retiree or somebody who's working in an office environment. So your staples are really going to revolve around primarily your lifestyle first and foremost. But these are the pieces that just build a functional wardrobe that every woman should have in her closet. And if you're not quite sure what these are, Pinterest is a great resource in so many ways. You can go on there and just put in women's closet staples and choose the ones that work best for you. We also offer this through outfit formulas. We have a base of closet staples that we reuse every single season year after year. They're, they show up on the shopping list every single time because these are the workhorses of your closet. So things like dark wash denim, black denim, black dress pants, white t-shirts, a white button down, a chambray button down, quality knits, great shoes. They're all in these categories of tops, bottoms, toppers, shoes, and accessories. So there are five different categories and we have items within each of those categories. And the beauty of it is all of these pieces should be able to be mixed and matched with each other so that you can create multiple different looks out of them. So really with our closet staples, what we're doing is we're helping you build a base capsule wardrobe. And that's, everybody loves a capsule wardrobe, right? Love because them. you're able to re reutilize those pieces in more than one way, wear them over and over again and have go-to outfit ideas and be easily able to mix and match the pieces that you do have in your closet. Oh, that's great. Do you have a, like a certain number? I know a lot of people ask, is there a certain number of things I should have in my closet? I would say in our closet staples, there's around 30 items. Yeah. And that's a, it's not a totally minimalist capsule, but it's also not yeah. so overwhelming that you're like, I, there's no way I have the budget to put these 30 pieces in my closet. And what I find is that we encourage women to shop their closets first. So I give you a shopping list of items and say, check off anything that you already have, because chances are, you have a more functional wardrobe than you even know. And for the most part, most women do because we do have that closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, right? Yeah. So if you check off those pieces that you have, then you might realize that you have fewer gaps to fill than you think you do. So yeah, I think that's a good amount to start with and also a decent amount of bottoms and tops and toppers that you can mix and match to create different looks. And then build from there. You can add in those seasonal trends Every single season, if you want to, you don't have to do that. But if you want to refresh items with some new colors or patterns or new cuts in, in fabrics, then you can certainly do that and add in the things seasonally that are currently on trend just to kind of keep things fresh and feeling like you're not wearing the same things over and over again. Yeah. I think 30 is totally doable. That seems like a really good amount that is, yeah, like you said, it's it's attainable. 
doesn't feel like too much, but it also feels like it has enough variety. You can think like, okay, in 30, I would have enough variety to be able to do that. Um, and I've shown people that even with 12 items, you can create 72 outfits. So as long as things mix and match, it is crazy that you don't actually need a ton. And I'm not saying we need to be that stark or that drastic, but it's definitely doable, right? We don't need the whole closet stuffed to the gills to then feel like we actually do have things to wear. As long as you love what's in there and it lights you up when you put it on, like you said, as long as it's a heck yes, then you really can get away with a lot less. How do you feel about the 90s coming back? I have been, I mean, my goodness. Oh boy. Um, They're back. It was going to happen. We knew it. We knew it was going to happen. <laughs> oh. No, it's funny because I've seen, I see almost every decade represented now in fashion, which is kind of cool because it's an anything goes period for style. And also it's great for shopping. If you haven't updated your denim collection in a few years, this is a really great time to do it because you're going to see everything represented from high-waist jeans to 90s jeans to mom jeans to flares are back, trouser jeans. Skinny jeans are still in style. They're not having a moment, but they're not going to go away entirely. But yeah, it's crazy to see. I just bought myself a pair of 90s jeans. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I lived through that. I'm not doing it, but they're in my closet now. <laughs> I tried. I have to take mine back. They're too short. I even bought the longs. I was like, what the oh. heck happened? I don't know. Anyway, I got to go take them back. <laughs> I tried online shopping. <laughs> But again, it's not a heck yes. I put it on. I was like, this is not, this is a no. But yeah, I tried. I'm trying. I. It took me forever to get on the skinny jean bandwagon. And now I'm like, oh gosh, okay. I'm going to try to not be the last holdout this time to, to coming over to the 90s dark side again. I lived through it. It was terrible. I look back at those pictures and I'm like, why do people want to bring this back? I don't get it. I do not understand. But it's here. So we'll embrace <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with a couple of those seasonal pieces, my my produce section that I know isn't going to last very long, but it'll be there. <laughs> Create variety. That's right. <laughs> okay. So one of the topics I see all the time in kind of capsule wardrobes is this idea of cost per wear. So if people are brand new to capsule wardrobes, can you one, walk us through what that means? And then do you have any ideas and or ways we can look at that in our current wardrobe? Yes, definitely. So with your closet staples and your pieces that you're wearing over and over again, you may want to invest a little bit more so it's quality, so it holds up. And I'm not saying like expensive doesn't always equal quality, but look for quality fabrics, look for things that wear well, read the reviews online, even if you're shopping in store. I'll sometimes see something in store that I love and then I'll just go online to read the reviews and see what other people are saying about it. And they say, oh, that's like shrunk after one wear or that sweater got pills on it or whatever. Then I know that's not a good item to invest in. But cost per wear really just kind of refers to what is the cost per each wear of this item. And I love to use this story about purses. Years ago, I would buy a new purse every single season. So I would go out and spend 30, 40 bucks on this cheap bag that I would carry for a couple of months and then end up donating it at the end of that season because it was just a very trendy item or something that just wasn't the best quality. And on a cost per wear basis, that purse was actually costing me more than an investment bag that I bought and have been carrying for eight years. Wow. So it's crazy when you think about it that way, but I use that bag every single day. I use it all, all the time when I travel, like it has been a workhorse for me. 
And really, you can view your closet items in the same way. It's okay to do inexpensive for trends or for things that just really aren't going to stick around. But if you're looking at some quality boots, maybe this winter, or a coat, maybe a cashmere sweater, some of those basics that you're going to have in your closet for years to come, then it is always a good idea to invest in those items and invest in quality. And on a cost per wear basis, you could actually be coming out ahead of something that's a lot cheaper that you just don't get to wear as often. Let's pause for another quick break. And when we come back, Allison will walk us through some of her favorite brands and what to do if your wardrobe is in desperate need of a refresh, but you hate shopping. I'm asking for a friend. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Okay. Do you have any favorite brands or stores where you like to shop? I mean, I know it's going to be very dependent on what your style is, but it's just always good to know. So I love Nordstrom or my more quality things like my denim, my knits, my shoes. But I'm a big fan of Target for just seasonal trends. I like H&M for seasonal trends. I like Old Navy even. I think they've stepped up their game a bit in the past few years. And J. Crew Factory is another one of my favorites. I'm more of a classics kind of girl yeah. with a little bit of preppy thrown in there. And I do love a trend. <laughs> so J. Crew Factory seems to kind of hit all those marks for me. Good to know. All right. So what would you say if I'm classic with a little more of an edgy twist? Mm, um, I would say H&M. Okay. I think they do the classics well too, but they also are able to mix in some of the trends and a little bit of edge. And if you like edgy, then you like faux leather and mm. leather moto jackets and really kind of cute, funky shoes are always going to be a good idea for you. Good to know. Yeah, I'm a skinny jeans, t-shirt, moto jacket kind of girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I like to think have things that have just a little bit of like this dress I have on today has a little bit of a slight funk to it. Like very subtle. Super cute. Very subtle. 
<laughs> just a little bit. And we match today. We I do. I know. Jeans, so. I we coordinated. We did. <laughs> Actually, we didn't. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening. But but yeah, I know. We do match. It's nice. <laughs> so you'll have to look us up on the YouTube portion of this if you're just listening on the podcast. So come on over and check it out. Okay. So like we started before, I said before, I was going to say that I was asking for a friend, but I already stated that I don't like shopping, which I don't think is a huge shocker to my audience. But what is one of the easiest ways to build your capsule when your clothes are worn out, you are in desperate need of a refresh, and you hate shopping? Yes. <laughs> it's the trifecta, right? Yeah. It's loads of fun over yes. here. Yeah, it is. So yes, again, I would... Take that shopping list into your closet, whether you find one on Pinterest or you're accessing the Alpha Formula shopping list and check off the things that you have and then really focus on the things that you need. With Alpha Formulas, we offer a a recommended items directory so that you can shop our links with everything from petites to plus sizes, but you can shop at your favorite retailers. And my biggest piece of advice here is to curate your closet over time. Know that this is not going to be an overnight thing. You're not going to get this accomplished in a few weeks, unfortunately. It does take time to find those heck yes pieces. And don't be afraid to wait for something. You know, I see a lot of women buy those placeholders because they just want to check off the list and make sure they have everything. And then they end up regretting it three to six months later and upgrading the piece that they bought to something that they actually want. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But over time, it's more budget friendly, obviously, to wait for the heck yes item. So you're not purchasing two different things. But that also helps you to see if this is an item that you know, am I actually going to wear this or not? I bought a pair of leopard print ballet flats from Target years ago that were like 20 bucks. And I bought them at the time because I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to wear these or not. So I'm just going to try this out. It's low cost. It's a, it's low risk, right? And within six months, I wore those out completely. And then I replaced them with a nice pair of $90 cow pair mules that had that same look but I still have those shoes. Like I still wear them to this day, which is crazy because it's been a long time. So yeah, just really focus on curating. Don't feel like you have to do it overnight and don't panic. You will build a functional wardrobe over time if you just continue to follow that list and make sure that you're getting pieces that you love. Okay, very cool. Well, I like too, there's a couple things there that were interesting. One, the just trying it out, right? Having a placeholder and looking at it as something like those shoes that said, okay, this is something I'm trying and just being okay with that experiment, right? Because I think sometimes it can be really like, well, I either have to love it or not. I love it or I don't, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe there's a piece there where you're saying, I do love it. I'm not sure it's me, but I'm going to try it and see if I feel like it's me. And then you found out it did fit you and you loved it and you upgraded. I love that part. And then also the idea of I'm not going to buy the placeholder. And if I don't have that placeholder, also seeing if it's something that you really wish you had so that you would know to then invest a little bit more in that instead of just having the placeholder that when you put it on, you maybe think like, oh, I don't really love it. And so then you almost discount that placeholder, that item itself, whether it's the expensive item or the quality item or whatever. But if you didn't have it and you kept wanting to reach for it, then maybe you could say, I do want to invest in that piece because that's something I really want to see in my wardrobe. Might be a little bit easier to find it if you are willing to invest in it. Does that make sense? Definitely. (laughs) It totally makes sense. Yeah. I think the moral of the story here is don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try things. Like style is supposed to be fun. 
And if you're not having fun with it, like what's the point, right? But yeah, yeah, it's okay to experiment and try things. And maybe some things don't work for you. Don't have that goodwill remorse. Don't feel guilty if you get rid of something because if it brought you joy in the moment, if you've learned anything from Marie Kondo, it's we can let go of things if they brought us joy in the moment when we made that purchase. So definitely give it a try. See if it works for you. Maybe it'll work. Maybe you'll love it. Try those 90s jeans. Maybe they weren't, maybe they're not so bad now. They've updated the style a little bit. They're not quite as bad as they were in the 90s. (laughs) Give it a try and see if it speaks to you. Um, Okay. So you then, let's talk a little bit about outfit formulas. I'm curious. So you have, I think you have a quiz to help people kind of find their style or to find their formula that works for them. Tell us about that. Yes. You can get it at alvaformulas.com slash quiz. And the quiz is really designed to help walk you through what your personal style preferences are. And then at the end, we give you a result, which is basically your outfit formula that you can either recreate from pieces you have in your closet, because it's going to be basic items. You're going to have a top, a topper, bottoms, shoes, and accessories. And oftentimes you can take that formula and apply it to pieces that you already have in your closet. So, so I love this as a tool. Like sometimes I even use it. Do I need an outfit idea? Well, I'm just going to go take the alphaformulas.com quiz nice. <laughs> and, and see what it's been for me. Right. And, and know that I have those pieces in my closet or something similar to them. But yeah. outfit formulas is really based on this concept of meal planning for your closet. So what we do is we provide you with a shopping list of closet staples and seasonal trends. And you check off the things that you already have, and then you can shop our recommended items directory, which is in our membership site. If you want to do that, we have retailers represented, again, from Batista plus sizes and everything from super budget friendly to better quality stores. So you'll find something in there that's going to work for your budget, for your body type, which it's just very inclusive as far as all of that's concerned. Once you have your pieces in place, then you get a daily outfit idea. And we're moving this into an app in January of 2024, which I'm super excited about. But you'll get a notification on your phone every day. You click on the notification. It shows you the outfit of the day. You pair up the pieces in your closet and you're out the door. It's super easy. We have a calendar that a lot of women just like print it out and put it in their closet so they can see their outfits at a glance, what it's going to be for that month. Or you can just download it onto your phone so you can pull it up every day and see Uh, what to expect and what's coming up. And of course, you can modify the outfits for what you have going on. If it's like a special occasion, we give dress it up and dress it down suggestions so you can make it your own. And we also have a community, which honestly, I think is like the biggest benefit of all of this. The community is where you're going to see every single body shape represented and people of every women of every budget that are shopping at all the different stores that are sharing their finds with all of the other women in the group that are giving their support and they're they're just incredibly kind. Style can be super intimidating. A lot of women, myself included, have shared the story of they don't like to walk into a department store because they feel intimidated and overwhelmed by all of the choices in there. And this is just a way to remove all of that overwhelm. You focus down on this list only and you'll know that everything that you're adding into your closet will serve a purpose and that you're going to be mixing and matching it in at least five different ways each season. And beyond that, if it's a closet staple, you're going to get to wear that season after season and year after year. Mm, so good. Well, and I love that you said, I love the community part, obviously, because yeah, people can then help other people. And it's so nice to see when people are out in the world, what worked for them and then getting that feedback. So then also someone like me that doesn't like to shop can rely on that for the research part and just say like, oh, okay, that really worked. 
And once you start to see what works for other people, it makes it easier to find out what works for you too. So oh, I love that you have that community aspect to it. And congratulations on the app. That sounds super fun. So I'll definitely be checking that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm awesome. super excited about it. I geek out over technologies. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Totally. Yeah. My husband and I had a business before where we were helping landlords collect rent online. My background's in property management. And we actually went through one of the number one business accelerators in the world. So I totally geek out on all things tech too. Yes, oh, I've got amazing. lots of, my life is a whole amalgam of all sorts of things. I feel like I've lived a hundred times already and <laughs> all the different things. But Allison, <laughs> where can people find you? I know they're going to want to connect. And obviously we know about the quiz, but where can we find out about you? Yes, you can find out more about me at Allison Lombatis on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the places. And you can find out more about Outfit Formulas at outfitformulas.com and Outfit Formulas on all the socials. Very cool. We will go ahead and make sure we link to all of that in the show notes so people can find you if they're on the go. Easy for them to just click on through and get in touch with you. Keep that nice and easy. And my favorite way to end every episode is with three rapid fire questions. And so the first one is, what does clutter-free mean to you? Clutter-free means peace, (laughs) definitely. And it also means form and function. And I feel like clutter-free also applies to my mind and, and keeping it free of all of the distractions and focusing on what matters most. Very cool. I love the form and function. I was talking earlier with someone about architecture and it feels very similar to that. So yeah, I love that concept. Very cool. And number two, what is one thing you want listeners to take away from today's show? It's to start small. Don't get overwhelmed by looking at the big picture. If you only find one pair of jeans that fits you great, that you love, you're making progress in the right direction. And that is a huge win. So The only way to eat elephant is one bite at a time. (laughs) So good. Well, and two, also, if you find one pair of jeans that fit you and you love, like you are already winning the game. Like how many women have jeans in their closet that they don't actually love? I mean, me, I, because again, it's hard to find jeans that you love. (laughs) It is really hard to find jeans that fit you, that you love. And so, and then I feel like as soon as I find one, they switch the style on me. So I'm always constantly having to find the new version of it. So that is a total win. And you could wear those same pairs of jeans every day and no one would notice. I promise. So true. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Little tangent there on my quick rapid fire question. But number three is what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Oh, so many things. My daughter comes home from college Friday and we're excited to celebrate the holidays. So I'm just all the things ahead. Super excited. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Well, congratulations on having your home and that'll be super fun to get to enjoy this time of year. And thanks for connecting with us before you take your holiday break. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and thanks for just joining us today and all this wonderful advice. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Wasn't that fun? I love Allison's take on creating an outfit formula, and we agree on so many aspects of creating a capsule wardrobe, but I would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. What stuck out for you the most? 
I would love to know. So comment on this post on Instagram or send me a DM. I'm wannabe clutter-free on the social channels or come on over to the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook and share there with the community. There will be a discussion thread for this episode and we'd love to chat with you in the comments. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, a comment on this episode on Spotify or a comment on YouTube. And if you're someone who could use a little help in their closets, well, go ahead and share this episode with them. It might just be the thing that they need today. And of course, special thanks to Allison for joining us on the show today, for sharing about her wardrobe journey, and for giving us some amazing tips to try in our own lives and in our own closets. I'm heading off to take her quiz now. Remember, you can get more detailed show notes and all of her links by heading over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 183. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 183 to find out more about Allison and the Outfit Formulas quiz. And as always, thank you for joining me today too. With that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you back here next week for another guest episode. I will be talking with Diana Bollard about helping moms increase their skill sets in their home in order to prevent overwhelm and burnout. Perfect for heading into the new year. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. Until next time, take care, keep things simple, find your outfit formula, and remember, I believe in you. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.